thecouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking and I'm here with the amazing Marlies Hobbs, founder of the Paleo Cafe franchise here in Australia. Hi Marlies. Hi Joe. thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I met Marlies a couple of years ago when the Paleo Cafe was all just starting out. How, how long ago did you start the franchise? So we basically opened the very first cafe in Cairns um, at the start of October in 2012 and um, very soon after established the business as a franchise and had the first franchise um, cafe open 12 months later and then went from 1 to 12 in uh, under 12 months. So Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was so, definitely a crazy journey. Was it? So it must have been 2013 when I met you um, at the um, Bloom Expo. Yeah, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was not, not, that was actually um, not long after, only a few weeks after we opened the Cairns Cafe, actually. Okay, so yeah, was, I thought it was pretty early days. Yeah. I remember you saying that you were trying to keep it small, but it just wouldn't stay small. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, there was so much interest around it, even from before we opened the doors, you know, we yeah. had over a thousand likes on Facebook and wow. so many people so curious about what we were doing and what we'd be serving and, you know, that showed in the first day that we opened the cafe and for the first, you know, few weeks there were lines out the door, you know, people just so intrigued about this new philosophy for eating and living, I suppose. So, And also a lot of people like me who were so excited to be able to go into a cafe or restaurant, it's like restaurant food really, <laughs> to be yeah. able to go in there and just eat anything. It's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. And, so and I good. think there's a growing number of us um, that are now attributing and under appreciating that it's the food that we're eating that can be having a real negative effect on our health. And um, once we sort of accept that and not see it as a sacrifice and more yeah. um, as nurturing your body and getting the yes. most out of life and the best out of life and that the food is still absolutely delicious and yeah. amazing and there's so many wonderful treats and whatnot that you can enjoy without guilt, then, you know, that that whole movement of people is definitely um, growing. You know, the first few, oh, well, they, they continue to come, but, you know, we have had people crying on my shoulder because they've, for the first time they've been able to bring their children out for oh. ice cream or... Yeah. They've eaten out for the first time in, um, you know, over 10 years since being diagnosed with celiac yeah. disease because until then they just didn't We're want to suffer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, like it's it's all extremes. It's, you know, people that have, you know, lost an amazing amount of weight just by um, getting educated through the cafes about a new way of eating and yeah really getting results and sustainable results, you know, yeah. not going on some crazy quick roller ride <laughs> diet. Yeah, exactly. So it really resonates with di so many different people for so many different mm. reasons and it's just ultimately a 
common sense approach to eating and living the way mother nature intended and you know getting in tune with yourself and it's real food it's not like you go into so many cafes and you're just like well what is that you know what's that made out of and it's it's pretty scary sometimes and even ones that are homemade foods have such high amounts of sugar and things like that it's like goodness me I can't eat that I'll be sick but just being able to take the kids my kids were so excited when when you guys first opened and we went in and we um, bought them all ice creams and it was chocolate covered coconut milk icy you know icy poles on a stick and that was yeah. so exciting because they hadn't had something like that for so long um, I you know because we used to as a family when they were kids we'd go out for a holiday or go to the lake or something we'd buy everybody an ice cream but we just had so many reactions it wasn't worth it so it was so nice to do something like that for them and of course those were probably a bit sweeter than we'd usually have but it was a very lovely treat <laughs> yeah and that's right it's you know when you go out you, you sort of feel yeah. like that extra little um treat and whatnot yeah. so yeah and that's what we love we and you know there's obviously still people that come to the cafe and you know they don't really understand the philosophy and whatnot mm. and don't probably appreciate the difference between our food and and other cafes foods you know mm. we don't we don't cut any corners we don't no. put we have no fillers you know we don't fill our food with you know cheap stuff uh, carb yeah cheap carbs and things like that mm. it's all fresh really seasoned yeah. produce yeah Nutrient dense yeah, and I think once people really turn their attention to that fact and really like dissect the actual ingredients that are being used, they can see the immense amount of value and and our our exceptional point of difference between um, other other food businesses. Where you know I understand why they cut those corners, yeah. you know, for for cost and mm-hmm. profitability and whatnot. But that's that's not what we stand for. That's not no, what that's we not what you're about. Yeah. And so even things as simple as oils, I mean, that can be really expensive to use the good quality oils and good quality fats. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's right. And so certainly, you know, our kitchens are 100%, um, you know, basically we use coconut oil and ghee, olive oil, but we don't raise it to high heats, you know. Yeah. And so there's, there's a real strong focus on those sort of quality oils and then and obviously the kitchen is completely dairy grain gluten sugar and preservative free so people with sensitivities can really be 100 percent um certain that they're not going to walk away with you know adverse effects from the food that that we're serving there's no chance of cross-contamination or anything like that that's good so let me ask you how you started off on this way of eating tell us your story yeah, so basically um, it was quite unexpected. So I was a planning environment lawyer and Joe had his own finance business and we were excited to, um, our, when our first son Troy was born um, and sadly not not too soon after his birth, you know, we could really notice that he was uh, really struggling with some pain from um acid reflux and mm. it took a number of months and many paediatrician appointments um, to to put that down to a dairy intolerance. It was even the actual, the dairy intolerance, um, the dairy that I was consuming was going through my breast milk and affecting him. Mm. Um, and so once he was once he was diagnosed and, and um, was dairy-free, he basically went from screaming in agony, you know, pretty much day and night mm. and um, vomiting up pretty much every feed that he was having you know wasn't thriving he was you know some days he was just too exhausted to even cry he was limp starving it was just 
You know, I look, that must have been yeah. so stressful. Oh, I honestly, some days I would just look at him and, and I was like, I feared for his life. You know, yeah. midwives would be like, oh, they'd come and check on him and whatnot. And they're like, oh, no, he's not thriving. You've got to take him back to the pediatrician. But then, you know, some of the advice I was getting from the pediatricians wasn't overly supportive or helpful. So I just felt so trapped and alone, locked. probably. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as I was sleep deprived, I was probably not coping um, with the whole thing very well because I was used to being in control and mm. problem solving and then I just had this baby that I just couldn't seem to help. And so yeah. anyway, he, he finally um, he got prescribed a dairy-free formula because it, it hit a point where I my, I lost my milk um, because I was just so sick and run down and, and exhausted and mm. so was he. So once he went onto the dairy-free formula, he basically went from waking every hour throughout the whole 24 hour period to sleeping 12 hours throughout the night. Oh, he was probably so exhausted, the poor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so then it was that experience that really made us think about the effects of food on the body and really mm. have this appreciation for it. And it was around this, that time that he got diagnosed that Jai heard about the paleo diet and lifestyle yep. through his, his CrossFit um, gym mm-hmm. and coach. And so he wanted to give it a go for better results from workouts. And um, I was sort of like, oh, don't bring me a diet right now, Jai. You know, like, <laughs> it's the last thing I want. <laughs> yeah, I've just been through hell and back. Just leave me alone. But then he bought the Paleo Diet by Lorraine Cordain, and I read the first chapter because he was sort of intrigued. And I thought, well, I've got adult acne. I've got really severe digestion problems. Yeah. I've got fluid retention issues. And so I sort of thought, oh, well, there's. Uh, I'm and some of the it just it got me curious. And I read the first chapter, and I was absolutely shocked at the common sense of it and being taught these sort of principles you know from childhood and through school and whatnot and what kind of things did really did she say that really resonated with you you know it basically he just basically talked about you know the fact of culturally how we originated and the food foods that we um would eat and the fact that you know many modern day illnesses and and skin conditions and whatnot just didn't exist um mm-hmm. um many years ago before we introduced you know before the agricultural revolution um well, refined whatnot. foods yeah and so really you know obviously it just made me realize you know prescriptions aren't the answer to adult acne or digestion problems you really yeah. need to think about like Food is fuel and if you're not fueling your body in the right way, then obviously mm. it's going to tell you and it's going to, you know, result in different types of reactions. So it sort of made me really um, grasp that whole concept of yeah. um, food as fuel and and obviously the body as um, um, it, illnesses and ailments and conditions are a message to you that you're not doing the right thing by your body. So mm. a whole new perspective, I suppose, on that. And and really within six weeks my adult acne completely cleared for the first wow. time. In years. Yeah, my, my digestion problems and pain was had resolved um, and was sleeping better, had more energy and just, yeah, like the, the after losing the eight kilos, you know, I just felt really comfortable in my, wow. in my own skin for the first time in my life. I just felt like I wasn't bat- battling those last five kilos or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just I felt lean and light and agile and just like really felt myself mm-hmm. and empowered, yeah. Wow. And so um, how did it change with your whole mindset and emotions and things? Did you find it helped with changing your diet? helped with all of that kind of thing as well oh absolutely I mean I was sort of a really 
upset and frustrated and exhausted, I suppose, after, you know, Troy's health issues and whatnot. And mm. um, that took its toll on me. But by changing to this new way of life, it really gave me a whole new lease on life and a new outlook. And so it wasn't, it started with the food, but then, you know, we started looking at the whole lifestyle, the whole mm. paleo lifestyle and um, realizing that, you know, the importance of getting out in nature and going to the park and playing yes. and being being by the water, going to the beach, you know, climbing yeah. a mountain, um, the importance of play and, and that, you know, just because you've become a parent or an adult or whatnot mm. doesn't mean that you should stop playing. You know, playing is fundamental to our overall happiness and yeah. I guess also the importance of sleep and how detrimental lack of sleep can be to your mm. happiness and and overall health and so just getting then having a broad perspective on all those facets of the lifestyle and then starting to make take steps to implement um positive changes and oh, that so that we obviously yeah experience great results from and it's so and it like you say it is so common sense it's how people used to be raised you know they would be outdoors they would be working hard physically a lot of times or at least, um, you know, going to and from work on foot or whatever and they get – so they'd naturally get the exercise. They'd naturally get the fresh air. Kids were outside playing. They weren't inside sitting in front of screens. Um, You know, families did game nights together and with their friends and stuff and that was their entertainment. There was a lot of play. There was a lot of outdoors and we've just gotten away from that so much as a society. I think it is – it can be very depressing to be stuck in a house all day and for a lot of people quite on your own. Um, yeah. And you don't realise what that does to your health. And then there's the whole sleep thing, <laughs> which is very common now for people not to have enough sleep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then I think, the food and, yeah. And I think, you know, because everyone's doing it, everyone thinks, oh, well, I'm, you know, it's that's normal. Just, it's normal, but it's normal. That is true. But, now now the symptoms or the results of that mm. norm, so-called normality yeah. are now becoming normal too. So and that's a sad thing. Yeah, and that's the really sad thing. And that's where like I stand up and just say, I don't care what's normal or what yeah. everyone else is doing. I refuse to, to live a life that is might be called normal but involves being overweight, unhappy, unhealthy and and raising children to accept that as being normal too yeah. because if and that and that's what I sort of say in our story on our website you know the online video mm. is you know as parents we need to lead by example and I mean what's the point of you know introducing children into this world if we're not going to take responsibility and show them yeah. a, an opportunity to have a, a healthy and happy future yeah. and I, I I feel deeply um obligated and responsible to my children mm. to not to to improve the current state of affairs so that, so that certainly things are better for them and, and their next generation um because the way things are going at the moment it certainly doesn't like I'm, I'm sort of the future doesn't look so bright for them for a lot of people yeah for our society no that's so good I really appreciate that because um, I think we have to start a new normal in our families, don't we? And Absolutely. Other people will be looking on going, wow, you guys are odd, but let's just hope it gains momentum. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. right. And there's there's a lot of judgment out there. And, there is. You know, 
with, you know, people have misconceptions about things as well. You know, they think that they're missing out or they think it's expensive or yeah. they, you know, all these things. And to be honest, when when you take away external judgment and external um, influences, it's actually really, really easy to achieve. Um, yeah. When you let go of what you believe is normal or what you, yes. the peer pressures, you know, yes. and I'm sure your family would be exactly the same yep. as my family in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand where people start and how they can be really affected by those external influences because when you're the only one in your tribe that's doing it. Yeah, like when <laughs> or I your have family people, and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I have family and friends over for dinner and stuff like that, it, it can really stress me out because you don't want to. In- or force your Impose ways your ideas mm-hmm. yeah on other people um but in the same sense um you know so you don't you want to be able to cater for them and if you're having them over for a meal or whatever you want to serve them something that they're going to enjoy and and a lot of times like if they have these misconceptions um about the food and whatnot mm. um and they know that you eat that way they sort of come in quite judgmental and 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 you, you're really sensitive to that. Yeah. But and they may not mean to be judgmental, but it's just so different to them. Yeah, exactly. But then when you if you don't even mention it and they have mm. no like if you have people if we have people over that don't know the, the exactly way Exactly how you cook, up, yeah. Yeah, then they eat the food and they wouldn't really know otherwise and exactly. they really enjoy it. I think That's what I've found. And and I've had my friends' kids come over. I mean my kids' friends come over. And, you know, their families eat totally differently to us um, and they'll just be like, oh, this food is so delicious. I wish we ate like your family. And it's like, did you know that there's like no normal sugar in that and there's no flour and there's no, and they're like, wow, really? <laughs> they don't yeah, realise. Exactly. It's just when you label it something. That's you- the labels that they're scared of. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly and, of right. course, paleo is one of the scariest ones these days. People think that. Paleo, oh, that's dangerous, which is the most ridiculous thing. I know, very frustrating. I know that it's – and a lot of times people just say, well, let's just not have the labels, but I totally understand why you need to have some kind of label on your cafe because otherwise people won't know what to expect and where to go for that kind of food. So Exactly. And, you know, when we we named the cafe, like it really was a very quick – and decision mm. and we moved on to all the other um decisions yeah very soon after that and it just seemed to make sense it was like paleo at the time paleo wasn't very well known but mm. it, it just seemed to be the obvious yeah. you know name for it it's a it's the name for a logical philosophy you know it refers back to the paleolithic era which was before agriculture and it's basically yeah um eating real food from nature and yeah. so that just seemed to be a sensible name for yeah. it you know, we weren't to know at that point in time um, how much, uh, I guess, flack it would get. <laughs> yeah, as a result of its popularity of people getting great results from eating that way. And, mm. and it's it's fine for the people that have already gone through the transformation and had great results. But, it you know, the negative um, attention, I suppose, just gives people that haven't given it a go, that may have thought about it but wanted every excuse not to give it a go, um, just gives them that excuse, you know, mm. gives them that thing of, oh, it could be bad for me or, oh, you know, it could be dangerous or whatever, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But And, and that's, you know, it's it just a, it's sad and it's mm. disappointing that the media take that approach because at the end of the day we really shouldn't, you know, whether it's me 
educating about paleo or the media educating against paleo. It's, you know, it really should be delivered in a way that's not sort of biased. It's yeah, like exactly. It's ultimately up to you to make the no choice one's, for you. You're not saying everyone has to eat this way. You're saying this no. is what we've done and it's worked amazingly in our family and we want to share it. And we've seen so many people that it's worked for. That's right. And with the food at the cafe, you don't have to be paleo to come and eat paleo. No, exactly. It might be yeah. just a now and then thing for you because you want to have a good, delicious meal. <laughs> exactly. And it's just great ingredients, um, you know, seasonal, fresh, whole yeah. ingredients, um, cooked and, you know, at comparable prices to any other cafe. So you're just getting, you're getting a premium product for a competitive price and it tastes mm. delicious and it's great for your health. But, you know, that's not to say that you have to be some health nut. No. Um, or, you know, someone with some certain goals or whatnot that, you know, that brings you there. So yeah. it's really just, um, yeah, letting down those barriers and, and, you know, removing the judgment because it certainly doesn't, we're certainly not here no. to judge anyone. And I know not, you're not like that at all. You're quite no. happy for people to eat whatever they want to, but you just want to show them how delicious real food can be. Yeah, Exactly. So with these recipes, because we've got lots of favourites, we go to the Paleo Cafe every single time we go to Kansas. So. Oh, very nice. It's just, <laughs> so we just know that we can eat there and it will be fine. And the kids are like, are we going to the Paleo Cafe? So I'll, I'll be in trouble if I didn't. Um, <laughs> That's gorgeous. But if, um, so these recipes, when you first started, how did you come up with the recipes or did you did you hire chefs to come up with the recipes? I'm, I'm just curious as a recipe developer. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, so basically, obviously, been cooking paleo at home for quite some time before we opened the cafe. Yeah. So I had a fair few ideas of um, things that I wanted to put on the menu. And mm-hmm. I had hired some chefs who were helping me develop the first menu. And yep. to be honest, a lot of their ideas were fairly sort of um, left field, I suppose. And I, <laughs> I, as a consumer and establishing the business and the brand as a consumer, mm. really just wanted the menu to be very much stuff that people could relate to. And, well, and like Lamburger and um, fries. I mean, it's all done with ingredients that you can eat that are real, like sweet potato fries and and the what's the bread made out of? Is it almonds? Um, and- um, yeah, it's basically eggs, flaxseed meal, um, an almond meal obviously the, there's a savory bread and then there's a um the, the flat bread yeah so well, I mean my kids love that and I think that's a really good um if kids love the menu I mean as in kids that will eat real food not just yeah. kids that only eat chicken nuggets but um kids that it's real comforting sort of food it's not so weird that people go oh what is that yeah and that you know? was my focus yeah. always to make it recognisable. Yes, and that's what even I'm trying to say. People, yeah, for people, even people that aren't sort of super healthy. And I find that the more super healthy we try and make the menu, like the the, the, the people don't want to go for those options. They just want those recognisable They do. They want the dishes. comfort food, the, yeah. rec- the old favourites made healthier and made exactly. more delicious. That's what they and want. And that's yeah. what I found on my website as well. Um, that's what people want. They want the real... The things that they grew up with but made really delicious and really healthy. Exactly. And that's definitely what our through trial and error we've definitely discovered. That's mm. definitely the, the trend. Iced coffee and brownies and <laughs> all yeah. of those things. And beef cheeks, you know, oh, like that is so yum. I love that one. 
<laughs> yes. So, and that's that's definitely the focus for the next coming up, the menu coming up is, oh, the- you know, we tried to do the kale slaw and a Brussels sprout type salad and a few different things. Yeah, not um, many people would kimchi. choose that, I bet. Yeah, and yeah, and the kimchi and, you know, yeah. wakame with the salmon and whatnot. And, and I thought, you know, oh, we're really just taking it to that next level. But at the end of the day, like the other old, recognizable favorites are the still are still the favorites so i guess it's um, good to have a couple of flash different ones for those who are a bit experimental but yeah, yeah i suppose most people would go for the safer options <laughs> yeah that's right and for all the reasons that you mentioned they really just are interested in recognizable options that are yeah that, something um, they know they'll love yeah comfort i must food. admit i'm such a i'm such a traditional person i go out for dinner and i nearly always get steak <laughs> It's so sad. But when I went to UK recently, I, I ate all sorts of different things so that I could say that I had. But um, yeah. most of the time, if you're going out for a meal with your family, you do. You want something you know you love. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think once you take away the – you factor in the negative sort of sensations of eating some things like you know your passes and stuff like that once you overcome and let go of those foods and you know how great you feel just after eating some quality protein and vegetables and you know good healthy fats Mm -hmm. you can sort of make really good decisions for yourself that you know you will feel great afterwards and you'll feel energized and refueled and whatnot and and i mean when you go out often steak salad and veggies or steak you know that's off you know when roast we have dinner. <laughs> yeah roast dinner style things you know you they they become your favorite favorite yeah. you know, consistent options because you know what you're getting and yeah, there's that's no right. hidden plastics and whatnot it's real yeah. food it's just yeah. basic yep so your cookbook sold really well hasn't it the first one and you're about yeah. to release another one yeah no it's really exciting actually this today marks a very special day oh. um, Simon and Schuster, a book um, distributor and publisher, actually picked up my book um, after I met them by chance at the Thrive Conference. Oh, how exciting! Yeah, so today it will actually be out in all major retailers, including like Kmart, Big, Big W, Target, My. Oh, you must be pinching uh, yourself. Yes, I'm really, really oh, excited. Congratulations! About that. That's so good. Yeah, so and also as an ebook as of last week, so it's oh. on my books and on Amazon internationally. So really um, just hoping- say the title so everybody knows. Sure. It's the The Paleo Cafe Lifestyle and Cookbook by awesome. Marlies Hobbs. Woo-hoo. That's <laughs> yeah. so exciting. We'll put the link on the um wellness couch page so everyone can see that there as well. We'll put some links there. But that's really exciting. And so what's happening with the second one? So that's in um, drafting stages at the moment. We've got all our recipe content together. We're just going through and editing all that, and I'm just um, arranging the the professional food photography um, Mm -hmm. uh, for the remaining dishes that we need photos for. Yeah, so it's um, we've we've it's sort of been pushed back a couple of months just because we've got our new um, online store launching in a few weeks' time and the new online directory as well, which will be launching um, mm. hopefully as soon as this Friday, if not next week, which is that a great central trusted um, resource free to customers to access to find all different, I guess, products, services, suppliers, education and resources that sort of align with the paleo primal oh, philosophy. Yeah. yeah, so so, but we're, it's definitely um, a work in progress and we've got... Uh, 
even like the the first book has 130 um, plus recipes. Um, people that that people really love. They're nice and easy to follow. They don't have endless, you know, ingredients lists yeah. and whatnot. So it's been well received in that sense. And and the next book will be um, even more amazing recipes, same sort of philosophy. And I think we've got oh up to. 180 plus recipes wow yeah so obviously big most cookbooks are about 80 yeah i know it's going to be a tough task um potentially having to sort of uh confine confine the number (laughs) to fit them all into the book but you know you can imagine every every week the different cafes have wonderful um specials and whatnot they're always creating so okay so the chefs come up with their own as well as the fixed menu yeah, every okay. week. Yep. So yeah, there's a great range of recipes that are always being created and tested, and so that's um obviously the source of our amazing content, which yeah. you know is tried and tested in the cafes and served. So you know it's just a, a wonderful foundation for. Oh, I'm looking forward to recipe. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I just ask? I know um, a lot of people that listen to my podcast are doing the Gaps diet, and so um, I just wanted to mention. Um, depending on what stage of gaps you're at, you can probably, you can all find something to eat at the Paleo Cafe. I know when I first started gaps, there was a lot less choices because I couldn't have chili and I couldn't have nuts and I couldn't have coconut flour and stuff like that. But you can always have eggs and, um, there was always, and now you've got broth, bone broth for sale in the Paleo Cafes. Is that right? Yeah, that's That's right. Yes. Made in house and, um, and served, um, out front of house, out, out and, straight out of slow And can up. people get it like in a coffee cup to go? <laughs> they certainly can. Um, morning brothy or afternoon brothy. And okay, um, everybody, did you hear that? You've got to go there and get your broth. <laughs> yeah. And we, we also sell it in the ready made um, containers as well. So you can get sort of a number of serves in the containers and, and it freezes oh, really well too. Great. So, so people yeah. who don't have time to make it or are sick can, can get like the takeaway larger. Yeah. Yep. amounts oh that's awesome um and there is takeaway meals as well i know because the paleo cafe in cairns is on my way to the airport so when i'm dashing to the airport for a big trip i'll often stop and get a takeaway meal to take on the plane because the stuff on the plane i can't eat so yeah. it's really great so you're doing yeah. a, a really good service i'm so happy that you're expanding around australia have you got one in perth yet no, not in Perth yet. We've had lots of people interested, but it just hasn't quite happened. But okay. we're very excited that um, we've got um, a party interested um, oh, negotiating master franchise rights at the moment for New Zealand. Oh, um, yeah! So hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year, they'll um, there will be a, a chain of paleo cafes sort of launching there in New Zealand, which is really really that exciting. Is so exciting. What a pity they're not there already. I'm going to be there in August. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I'll let you off this time. Well, your yeah. life has certainly changed a lot for, from, what, five years ago? Oh, yes, how, absolutely. How long has it been? Um, well, basically from when Troy was born. So he turned four yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I often a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm so discouraged. I'm not getting very far with my you know, I'm trying to eat healthy, but I keep slipping back and I keep giving up. And I, I did, you know, a certain diet for so long and then it was too hard. And now I'm really sick again. And I'm so discouraged. And I often say to people, look back five years and have a think about how much you've changed since then, because it's amazing how much we do change 
in that amount of time. And, mm. you know, it's, it's so encouraging to see the difference. Like if you looked at yourself then and now, what's the biggest changes you would say that you can see? Oh, look, I think I'm continually um, changing and evolving as a person. And, you know, mm. like basically I was a, um, I had, didn't have children. I thought pasta and lasagna and whatnot were like provided our home cooked were healthy meals. Loved my iced chocolates. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely overdosed myself on that. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, like, yeah, bad skin, fluid retention, carrying excess weight, never really 100% confident or comfortable in my own skin, exercise, but just never really saw results as, a, you know, as a result of the exercise. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, you know, even when I don't get time to exercise a lot, the only difference in my, my body composition or physique is that, you know, obviously I lose strength and muscle tone, but, yeah. you know, weight, weight, I never have to sort of really think about weight yeah. as such. You That's know, what like, I find, yeah. Yeah, and so obviously, like, you know, that 70%, you know, abs are made 70% in the kitchen and 30% through mm-hmm. exercise. I mean, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, fundamentally, like, just the way that I now understand how the human body works and what it responds to and how important food is, but then also going beyond food, how important mindfulness and meditation is, um, exercise and strength training and also you know, stretches and movement in the sense of yoga, Pilates and whatnot, um, you so know. You don't miss your life, your life in the fast lane as a lawyer? Well, life is probably more so uh, It's probably more lane. in the fast lane now. Now, yeah. That's funny. It's just different. It's just different. It's a different you know? fast lane. It's a fast lane that yeah. you love. <laughs> exactly. And, and obviously now like I've got the, Yeah, exactly right. And you've got the, you know, the, the added craziness of um raising a family and all yes. those things but you know I've just got like a, a new awareness you know we just built a, a house and I really had a, a new consciousness you know uh, about what makes feed your soul and makes you feel calm yeah. so you know I've got an internal guard and I've got two oh, lovely yeah I've got Buddha's Buddha water features and I, and I actually built the house right across the road from my mum and dad now um, that's important exactly <laughs> you know all about that I know all about that that sense of community, you know, yeah, you need that. Yeah, being near, being near the beach or places that that um, I guess nurture your soul and mm. and make you really become in tune with yourself. So the the person that I was five years ago wouldn't even recognise yep. to the person that I am today. And you know, definitely um, there's there's challenges and and um, that I'm constantly assessing very mindfully and overcoming and, and making action plans to yeah. take things to the next level and to keep doing like acting on our vision, which is to ultimately educate and inspire people about the paleo lifestyle and the benefits of it and to make it as convenient and accessible to people as possible so mm. they can then embark on their own journey and see what works best for them so that they can ultimately live their best life and also influence and lead by example for future generations. Oh, that's really good. I'm so glad that you could come and tell us all about that. Thank you so much. We should finish off there. We've gone a bit over half an hour, so I'll finish up. But um, if anyone would like to know more about the Paleo Cafe, you can find out more on their website, which is, what is it, Marlies? www.paleo-cafe.com.au. 
Okay, and you've got a Facebook page. Actually, you've got lots of Facebook pages for all the different franchises, haven't you? Yeah, we do, but head office and so where I contribute is the Paleo Cafe HQ Facebook page and that can be found just at at Paleo Cafe um, Australia. Okay, that's great. And you'll find um, you guys share recipes and all sorts of things on there. Um, Yeah, also through our blog as well. There's a lot of recipes on the blog, so get on there and have a look. And we also have a great um, newsletter that you can sign up to on the okay. homepage of the website, which basically gives you a weekly wrap-up of the blog and the, the recipes. So it's just a nice, short, um, interactive email and you mm-hmm. can click, click off onto the recipe straight from that newsletter. So definitely encourage people to um, join up join up to that newsletter so that they don't miss yeah. out on it, the latest news and recipes. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's we've got a database of 15,000 people and growing yeah. by up to 200 um, every every month. So people are clearly loving the content. It's very valuable. Oh, that's good. Thank you so much for sharing that. No worries. So, Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it and that you are going to dash out and find the Paleo Cafe closest to you and go have a yummy lunch <laughs> or dinner. Yes. I wish I could Absolutely. dash down, but it's an hour and a half from me, so I won't today. <laughs> so um, if you're in Perth, just um, keep hassling um paleo cafe until they get one over there no (laughs) just kidding (laughs) and um we'd love for you to check out our facebook pages leave questions on them um if you want to find a certain recipe or something just ask it may be there um and don't forget to have a look at the paleo cafe cookbook which will be in did you say kmart big w yeah all major places gimmicks collins yeah the new one coming out soon Yes, awesome. yes. Thank you so much, and um, and I'm always very much an open book. And if anyone, um, if they can benefit from any support that I can give, then by all means, do um, track ask. me down yeah. and ask. get on yeah. Facebook and ask. But there's there's also a lot of help on your blog, so it's great. Yeah, thank you so much, and everybody. If you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, we would love that. Um, also, check out the other Wellness Couch podcasts. There's um, a whole lot more now, wellnesscouch.com. And just keep working on those small changes. Don't get discouraged. Keep going forward. And we hope to see you back next week. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.